0: You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, we are covering chapter two from the book Every Teen Should Read discovering your self-worth, positive mindset, and personal values. And chapter two is titled, We All Want to Be Heard. And we're going to unpack the beautiful art of listening. So make sure you guys stick through all the way to the end where I let you, I share my five tips to becoming a better listener. So here is chapter two, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Teddy Roosevelt is one of my favorite presidents. You'll see his name again in this book because I can't help but share some of his wisdom. In fact, this might be the best story ever, and it's told by the 26th president himself. During Roosevelt's presidency, he often endured long receiving lines where people would come up and shake his hand. It didn't take long for him to realize that people didn't do a good job of listening, even when it was the president speaking. So the day came where he decided to play a trick on his guests and test the theory whether people actually listened to the things that were being said to them. As each guest arrived and shook Roosevelt's hand, he politely smiled and whispered, I murdered my grandmother this morning. I hope you laughed because I just about spit my water out when I first heard that. The best part of the story is that it went exactly how Roosevelt anticipated. Most people smiled back and said ridiculous things like marvelous or how sweet, or God bless you. It wasn't until the end of the line that one foreign diplomat actually listened to what he said. When the president whispered, I murdered my grandmother this morning, the diplomat leaned in and responded, I'm sure she had it coming. Now I want you to learn two things from that story. One, President Roosevelt was pretty freaking hilarious. And two, the art of listening is dying. Most of the time, we're so distracted that we hear noise or we see lips moving, but we don't actually process what other people are saying. Think of the last time someone listened to what you had to say, and I mean really listened. They weren't texting on their phone or playing a video game or cooking dinner or any other type of distraction you can think of. They were sitting across from you with great eye contact and really listening to what you had to say. Now think of how you felt afterwards. Did you feel better? Did you feel appreciated and like that person cared? Did you feel special and important enough that the person gave you quality time out of their day? It's true that everyone likes to feel heard. We all like to feel listened to. That's something you'll never grow out of. Men, women, teens, old, young, it doesn't matter. Everyone wants to feel listened to. For as long as humans have existed, we thrive on comfort and the ability to communicate with one another. That's the sole way we have survived and developed into the civilized society we are today. It's our human instinct to be there for each other, to help each other, to connect, comfort, communicate, and listen to each other. So the question arises, do you have someone who will listen to you? You're at a pivotal point in your life where you teens, possibly more than any other age, are craving the attention and the desire for someone to listen to you. You want someone to hear your stories, both good and bad. You want someone to hear your feelings, your thoughts, your dreams, your fears, your wild weekends, your outfit choice for the football game, and the thoughts about homecoming. It's not good enough that you want someone to listen to you, but heck, I'll go as far as saying you need someone to listen to you. Being heard is one of the best ways to express your emotions and build connections with others. You develop the skill sets to be a great communicator while also reflecting on your own experiences. Conversation is a wonderful thing. So back to that question, do you have someone who will listen to you? If the answer is no, then it's time you find someone. It can be a friend, a parent, A sibling, a cousin, a grandparent, a teacher, a neighbor, a mentor, a therapist. It doesn't matter who it is. But tell that person you admire them. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And ask if they'd be willing to listen to you talk. Carve time in your day that works for both of you, as I'm sure you're both busy. But it's important that you feel heard. If you haven't experienced this yet in your life, then I promise you it's worth a try. Being listened to is a wonderful revelation, and it's something we all crave on a daily basis, especially when you're a teenager. Practice listening to other people too. Interrupting someone while talking is often someone's way of keeping the conversation moving. People even think by interrupting with their own points that they're adding valuable content. This, however, is an extremely ineffective way to communicate. In fact, it might possibly be the worst thing you could do. The highest form of listening is letting other people communicate their ideas and finish their sentences. With that being said, I want you to pause right now and think of how often you do this. And be truthful, you guys. The only person you're opening up to is yourself. The reason I want you to do this is because most people tend to interrupt others when they're talking. Most people jump in with their ideas because they want to sound smart and relatable. Most people think, if I don't comment right now, then I'm not going to remember my comment later. So we jump in and interrupt the person who's talking. That shows the other person you're done listening to them, and that you have something more important to say. It shows that you don't really care to hear the rest of their thoughts. It implies that you aren't really listening to the best of your ability. Now think of how annoying that is when it happens to you. Imagine coming home after a long day of school, telling your mom a story that's been on your mind all day, and then she interrupts you to try to guess the details of the story. Your mom acts as if she already knows what happened. She responds by saying the exact same thing has happened to her, And now the story is all about her experience and not yours. How freaking annoying is that? If you're guilty of this, which by gosh, I am sure you are, then it's time to start focusing on becoming a better listener. And trust me, you are not alone in this, my friend. Even adults are still practicing this skill. So wouldn't it be amazing if you got ahead of the game now? You could perfect this skill long before your adult years and help others to do it too. When we switch the conversation and take the spotlight away from the storyteller, it signifies that you don't care about their story. The best solution would be to wait until the end. Don't interrupt. Let them share all the details they have to spill. People love talking about themselves, so let them do it. Allow other people to lead the conversation while you practice the art of listening. When they are done, then you can respond with a relatable comment. You could say, wow, that is so interesting. I can totally understand why you feel that way. Along with interrupting, people often tend to finish other people's sentences. TV sitcoms like to show this as a cute thing that friends or significant others do because they know each other so well. Unfortunately, this was a lie that I was taught at a very young age, possibly even before high school. I thought if I could finish someone's sentence, then it would affirm my listening skills and show them that I understand. This was entirely wrong, and I hope you teens will do a better job of this than I did. When you try to finish someone else's sentence, then you steal control of the conversation. If someone's looking for a specific word to use, then don't jump in and suggest a word for them. If you do, you're implying that you're in a hurry to end the conversation. It might even suggest that you think your words are better. Be patient and let other people finish their sentences. Let them find their own words. When I was in high school, I labeled myself as a good listener. In fact, my whole life I had labeled myself as a good listener. I thought I listened to people when they talked, paid attention, and showed sincere interest in my responses. Learning these simple flaws in my communication skills made me extremely uncomfortable. It made me realize I had a lot of work to do. So kid, if that's you too, then it's okay. If you're uncomfortable reading this, because you know that you have a lot of work to do. Then let's dive in and do it together. Remember, you are not alone in this. It's like learning to ride a bike. It might take you a few tries, but I promise you'll get the hang of it. Developing the skills to be a good listener will be an amazing revelation for you. It'll be another tool for your toolbox, as you know I like to say, And don't laugh at me, I know I'm cheesy. For one, the pressure will be off you. You'll no longer feel pressure to say the right thing. By letting others talk and say what they have to say, you'll never have to find the perfect words. If you simply focus on listening, then you don't have to worry about your own personal response, only theirs. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone And three seconds no joke three seconds after you said something you thought to yourself wait why did I just say that well I can tell you that has happened to me hundreds of times probably even thousands if I reflect back to high school the reason I was so guilty of this is because I would jump in and respond to someone at a point where it wasn't necessary silence is sometimes the loudest response Silence can suggest understanding, sympathy, empathy, faith, acceptance, sorrow, fear, anger, disappointment, and so many other emotions. I no longer regret saying something or feel embarrassed for saying the wrong thing. There are plenty of things you could do to work on becoming a better listener. Minimize your distractions and keep eye contact. Practice the beautiful art of listening. Listen to learn. U.S. history is one of my favorite subjects. It's so fun learning about how much we've grown in the last 245 years. As far as countries go, we're basically a baby compared to some other nations, and we've been through an incredible amount of things. Between the American Revolution and today, we've endured dozens of awesome time periods, including some of my favorites. The Gilded Age, the Progressive Era, and the Roaring Twenties. Understanding history is a treasure that opens you up to another time period. It's like getting in a time machine and seeing what life looked like decades before you were even born. History is pretty stinking cool. Unfortunately for my teenage self, I didn't understand the art of listening, and I certainly didn't listen to learn. Thus, it might be hard for you to believe, but my history grades actually suffered in high school. I'm not kidding either. They really suffered. But it's not because I didn't enjoy the subject. It's simply because I didn't listen to learn. Throughout most of my time in high school, I listened to people out of generosity rather than out of pure interest in what they had to say. It wasn't until many years later that I realized people are gifts, and when they speak, it's valuable information that I want to soak up. My advice to you teens is to start looking at people as if they're a book that you've never read before. Each person has multiple chapters in their book, and there's so much content you have to learn. All you have to do is read the book, or in other words, listen to what they have to say. Brendan Cartledge, MED, my brother-in-law, and one of the coolest guys I know, says... Listening is less about the words and more about the feeling. One must listen with their whole self, their eyes, their ears, their heart and soul to truly hear. When you start listening with the intention of learning something new, your presence in each conversation will change dramatically. If you change your mindset, this could be a whole new tool in your toolbox. Listening tip number one, stop talking so much. Seriously, guys, take a second and think about your conversations. Are you the one who does the most talking? Are your conversations 50-50? Or does one person typically control the conversation? If you are doing the majority of the talking, then you might not be doing a great job listening to those around you. Great conversations occur when it's a 50-50 split or when the other person does more talking than you. You might be asking, why do I wanna hear someone else talk more than me? And don't worry, you're not alone in this. I would definitely insert a laughing emoji here if I could because I used to feel that way too. It wasn't until recently that I realized when I'm doing the talking, I'm only sharing information that I already know. If I do less talking and more listening, Then I soak up more information and learn from those who are talking. Secondly, as I mentioned earlier, the pressure is off when I'm the one listening. I no longer have to worry about having the perfect response. So ask yourself this question. What are the ratios of my conversations? Listening tip number two. Observe the moments when you're not truly listening to someone. I'm sure you all know someone whose best quality is their ability to talk. Maybe it's a friend or a parent or a sibling. Whoever it is, they're likely a social butterfly who loves to talk and talk and talk. If that's the case, I'm sure there have been moments when you weren't really listening. You might be thinking about someone else that you felt was more important at the moment. If this is true for you, You're prioritizing your thoughts over the person who's talking. There might be times when you can be honest with that person and tell them that you're distracted by something else. And there will be other times where you can practice changing that habit. In order to stay focused on the person talking, ask questions throughout the conversation. This will hold you accountable to make sure you're actively listening to the speaker. It'll keep you engaged and more interested in what they're saying. If you find yourself not truly listening to someone while they're speaking or drifting off thinking about something else in your mind, then reconsider your priorities. Make others your priority and acknowledge the importance of learning from them. Listening tip number three. When in a conversation make sure to always respond at the other person's level. Okay, okay, some of you might be confused by this, so let me break it down for you. When listening to someone speak, they're not only telling you words, but they're also communicating their emotions. When you respond, make sure to meet their emotions. If someone is upset, don't respond with a loud, happy tone. Doing this would likely make someone uncomfortable. If someone is super excited and pumped about a college acceptance, don't respond with a bitter melancholy tone. That would also make someone uncomfortable. In addition to their emotions, look for comfort words. If someone is speaking and you notice a specific word they've used multiple times, then make sure to use that word too. My infamous brother-in-law and admissions consultant, Brendan Cartledge, loves storytelling and always says, in any event. So whenever it's my turn to tell a story, I make sure to use his catchphrase and intentionally build our connection. Listening tip number four. Empathize with their point of view. There's nothing I dislike more than intense, combative, political conversation. In fact, I don't like any type of confrontation, so I'd always prefer to avoid conflict. That's why this tip is my favorite. When someone is speaking, acknowledge their point of view. Do you agree with them or disagree with them? Honestly, the answer doesn't matter because you can still engage in great, positive, friendly conversation when you disagree with someone. Make sure to listen to the details, hear their perspective, and empathize with their point of view. Doing this will undoubtedly build your connection with those around you. Listening tip number five, stop listening out of generosity and hear what other people are trying to say to you. Make it a goal to learn one new fact in every conversation, and you will start appreciating your conversations much more. You won't simply be listening out of curiosity, but instead, you'll be listening to learn. Hey guys. Thanks for staying all the way through to the end. Tune in for next week's episode, Chapter 3, Anxiety is Normal. In this episode, we're going to talk about how your anxiety is actually a blessing in disguise. And one of my favorites, we're going to talk about minimalizing. And what it means to have too much clutter in your life and how that creates an anxious space. Uh, We'll also talk about how we can connect with other people who are also struggling with anxiety and some tips on how to either manage or overcome the anxiety that you feel. So a really good chapter and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So come back and listen to chapter three. I love you guys and I'll see you all next week. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way. Let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember you guys, I love you and I will see you next week. Thank you.